Welcome to another Giant Sisters podcast with Joe Brothers. Today, I'm very happy to welcome the amazing Stacey Shortall. Stacey is a partner at Minter Ellison Rudd Watts and a trustee of the Who Did You Help Today Charitable Trust. Growing up on a sheep and beef farm in the Manawatu, Stacey has always been committed to excellence, service and family. A litigation partner at the Minter Ellison Rudd Watts Law Firm, a passionate advocate for the well-being of women and children and a mother of four, Stacey is the founder of the Who Did You Help Today social movement, which seeks to encourage us all to help each other more. Stacey has been recognised as a Blake leader, Woman of Influence Award winner, Kiwi Bank Local Hero recipient and was Law Fuel's 2015 New Zealand Lawyer of the Year for her work with women and children. In New Zealand, this work has included the development of a weekly homework club program that partners businesses or organisations with low decile primary schools. Known as Homework Help Clubs, the program seeks to have more Kiwi kids open doors to brighter futures. Stacey also developed a prison program to help jailed mothers maintain meaningful connections with their children called the Mothers Project. The program now runs in the, in the Auckland, Wellington and Christchurch women's prisons. Help Tank, which is an online platform matching projects for not-for-profits with school volunteers, is the latest initiative launched under the Who Did You Help Today umbrella. How are you, Stacey? Oh, that's very kind, Joe. I wouldn't use amazing, uh, but thank you. I'm delighted to participate uh, in your podcast today. Oh, thank you. Um, we've just heard a bit about your bio and the amazing projects that you've been involved in and your your career in law, and I just wondered, the power of intention, how did you design your life and career path, or, or did it just evolve? It was definitely an evolution, Joe. I don't think I set out... Um, with a specific view of where um, my uh, working life would lead. I'm from um, a rural background in Collison and I'm Manawatu, very proudly from that community and um, headed off to uh, law school without a specific view that I would become a lawyer and yet that has happened and along the way I've had the opportunity to work in a lot of different countries and environments and work for some amazing people. And it's really just uh, been about following things that I've found interesting and that I'm curious about um, and and taking those opportunities as they've emerged. And I'm sure you would have had some very unique experiences and interesting experiences that you've had along the way. Are you able to share some of those with us? Yes, I mean, I think that... um, in many ways, the things that stick with me, like with most people, I suspect, are the ones where you're most outside your comfort zone. Yes. Um, they tend to leave a lasting impression, and I've had several examples of that. Um, before I started working as a lawyer, actually, when I was still studying, I did some a graduate study up in Canada at mm. the University of Alberta mm. and um, looked at issues of Indigenous self-governance, um, so right. what was happening with Māori issues in New Zealand through a Canadian lens, yes. and that involved spending some time on First Nations reservations in Alberta, which wow. um, really did leave an impression around just how, unfortunately, um, you know, drugs and alcohol can really damage um, many people and many family units, and yeah. I was 
very inspired by the number of people in some of those communities who are actively you know, working on the coal face of issues to help people one by one turn yes. the corner yeah. on, on those addiction issues. And I think it's been those one by one efforts that have stayed with me. I spent um, 11 years working in New York for a large law firm there and worked on some fascinating um, large complex uh, commercial litigation matters mm. but also did a lot of uh, pro bono um, community-based work in Harlem and the Bronx wow. dealing with um, refugees and women who had been subjected to violence um, and working with them to try and get their children out of foster care back into their care working with uh, victims of violence who had ended up incarcerated um, sometimes for their role in the mm -hmm. death of their abusers, yeah. helping them around their kids. And, um, and some of that work actually led me, before I left New York, to spend some time in Ghana and West Africa working with an NGO and with the Ghanaian Police Force wow. on issues around violence against women and kids. So again, seeing just one by one individuals who were trying to... Um, change the circumstances mm. that they had been confronted with and I think yeah. in each of those each of those places and then coming back to New Zealand and working on some things here mm. um, I've been outside of where I came from yeah. um, and mm. you know those when you are confronted by just the harsh reality of someone else's life um, the circumstances that they have um, often in my experience with the woman I've worked with the abuse that they have experienced then mm. it's challenging to, to, to grapple with and, and um, to take that on board and, and not to, to drown in it I think. Absolutely and and where do you draw your strength from to be working with you know these projects you've mentioned and um the mothers in prisons and things because that that's um I mean you're you're really um you know walking in their path and, and helping them along the way and I just wondered how you mentally um go through that process because it must be very difficult you know to have seen some of the things that you've seen well I um yes but I have the luxury that I get to um walk away as well back into my other life right so yes. I get to go home to secure house and, and I get to work um, mm. uh, during the day in, in paid employment. I'm not at risk of um, uh, violence in a relationship. My children are with me. So I think it's a, those things that for me are, are grounding in my life. Yes. Um, they, they give you a strong platform to mm. draw on. And in terms of where... You know, knowing that, knowing that I've got those core um, planks that are constantly there, it, it really helps mm. me appreciate when you don't have those things, yes. or where you have some of them, but they are, um, uh, you know, there's a lack of stability. They can be withdrawn from you at any point, or mm. someone, uh, you know, a partner or a spouse can turn on you um, at a in a moment's notice and, and become violent. Then mm. I think the Knowing that I don't have that yes. is really grounding. And where I draw, draw the inspiration from, I think, is, you know, it's the privilege of working with yes. um, women and children and some men, too, mm. who have really overcome um, what would appear, I think, to many of us to be insurmountable obstacles and in what they have experienced. I, I saw this, for example, working with some refugee women who had been um, raped and tortured and mm. watching them... Um, you know, their resilience uh, yes. in you know having 
been so brutalised but still determined to to come through that for their children and, and yeah. parent their children and, um, and, and, and move forward. I mean, those people are... Um, are immensely inspirational and far more amazing yes. than I will ever be. And I think it's just having those experiences constantly. Mm. You know, they, they are very, um, it's the people I've had the privilege of working with who inspire me. Yes. And if we talk about embracing lessons, what challenges have you experienced that have shaped you as a person the most? I think in some ways it is realising that, um, you can only be a part of um, a journey for someone. It can be if you do or seek to do uh, a lot of uh, community-based work and, and, and try to give back and in so doing involve yourself with issues that can be um, very confronting around mm. violence against women and kids, then um, then you can... You, you can want to try and fix it, right? Yes, you know, yeah, the absolutely. The inclination that yes. we have, um, especially women, I think, you know, we want to, we, you know, we can fix this. So tell yeah. me what all your issues are yeah. and I'm going to get in there. And you know what? Very few people need fixing. Yes. Uh, you know, I have learned. Um, people need um, empowering. They yes. need recognition. They need to be listened to. They yeah. don't want to be talked at. No one does. No. Um, they actually don't want anyone feeling sorry for them. Um, they just want to be recognized and encouraged and empowered to mm. get control back over their own lives. And I mean, I find that working, you know, now I, um, um, through the Who Did You Help Today Charitable Trust are involved in running a project in the women's prisons called the Mothers Project where we have volunteer lawyers yeah. that go in uh, once a month into each of the women's prisons in New Zealand. And I think that, you know, the there are many women in prison, I'm not excusing in any way the criminality or the victims that they have created. Yeah. Um, I understand all of that. Um, but I am constantly confronted with women who are victims themselves. Yeah. And um, they have a myriad of issues and um, it can be easy to say, well, how can I try and fix all of this? And you mm. know what? You, you, you can't. Yes, yeah. And it's, and, and it's not right to even think that you could or should. Yeah. Rather, it's about just trying to support someone to get back on a track where they can you know, reach their own destinies. Yes. Um, so that's, that's some of the, the learnings I yeah. guess I, I've had from the challenges that have come along. Thank you. Um, sheroes and heroes, who, who would be your, mm. your influences, role models? Um... Yeah, that's a, it's an interesting question. I, um, you know, I think you're always greatly influenced by people in your immediate environment. You yeah. know, so you can draw on um, inspirational people around the world but the people who most influence you are the ones that you live and work with yes right? so yes as a child and I would say it was certainly my my parents um who were uh, Margaret and Perry Shortall who were you know um great and are great yeah. great parents and so they were inspirational and influential and you know I would say as I've moved through um uh life then it has largely been the people that I have worked with who have sought to encourage me to develop yeah. um, develop my career. If I was to peg someone who I've never met but that I have enjoyed reading and learning about, mm. um, uh, Nelson Mandela would be yes. someone who springs yes. to mind. And, and because I think the there is just, again, that resilience and you're in your face with absolute adversity and the things seem hopeless. Mm. The ability to stay positive and to believe 
ultimately that um, people are better than their acts and you can forgive even those who've impressed you. I think that that is yeah. inspirational. And I also, mm. um, uh, and, I, and I did briefly meet her once in New York, Hillary Clinton. Oh, wow. Met her as part of the long line of thousands <laughs> of people. But, um, you know, she's someone who I... Um, think has been immensely influential Mm. Um, whether people um, like her or not she has been uh, influential Mm. and inspirational to many uh, women and girls around the world and so I'd I'd, I'd talk the two of those up on my list. Thank you. Giving back, you have just done so much. Um, if I look at the the homework help clubs, that's um, a new initiative, I think. The Mothers Project. Would you like to sort of talk a bit more about some of your initiatives? There's so many. <laughs> Thanks, Joe. Yeah, look, I um I will touch on those briefly. I came back into New Zealand in 2010, having been away for over 11 years, and and doing a, lots of different types. Um, uh, pro bono community-based work in addition to my regular legal practice yes. in, in New York and I was trying to find a way to think that some of what I'd done offshore in that context might be relevant to New Zealand and I was quite struck when I returned home. I think um, New Zealanders uh, inherently want to give back. I yeah. think we are um, a great country for that and want to be connected to our communities and mm. we do genuinely care about each other but as life gets busier yeah. um, then, and technology which can be so enabling in many ways also creates a bit of a disconnect and mm. that we can do so much online and not you know, look each other in the eyes a bit. Yes. Um, I, I thought about trying to just establish a couple of projects that would enable more people that I you know, worked with um, in the first instance to connect back into the community. So Homework mm. Help Club was something that started up um, back in 2014 now, so quite some time ago, mm. um, whereby I used um, my, uh, I'm a partner at Minter Allison Rudd Watts Law Firm. Yes. Um, our Wellington office partnered with a low decile primary school, a wonderful school called Holy Family School yeah. in Porirua mm. to send out a carload of um, uh, our staff once a week to the school just to help kids with their reading and homework and we just you know it was a, my car used to go out well still does in fact it's just left here I'm not going today because right. I'm checking with you <laughs> um, thank you um, you know and we just continue to do that you know once a week um a car goes out and we sit and read books and help kids with their homework and the families and teachers out there have been really positive and supportive of allowing us to see how wonderful uh, and inspirational all the uh, children are. Yeah. And that model, that, that, uh, that this, we had such positive experience um, with that um, club that under the Who Did You Help Today Charitable Trust, where I'm one of the trustees together with Sarah Patterson and Rochelle Sutton, yes. um, we decided, well, let's start running these elsewhere. Let's see if any other schools or other mm. organisations, government departments, universities, professional services firms would like to partner with the school. Yeah. And, you know, we've now got there's either 12 or 13 of them around the country, wow. um, which has been great. We've had some wonderful financial support from the Hugo Charitable Trust that's yeah. helping us grow that even further. Yes. Um, so, you know, you can have a look. If anyone listening to this yeah. would like to support a homework help club or you're in a school that would love to have a homework help club, just go on to whodidyouhelptoday.org, yeah. uh, our website, and there's a, there's a piece there 
around homework help clubs. And then Mother's Project, um, that started up in Auckland. I started back in 2015, just taking some volunteer lawyers, largely from the Mitchell-Ellison Auckland office, yes. um, into the women's prison with the support of corrections. have been great around this and the, um, the facility itself, just walking unit by unit, um, saying to any woman, you know, if you're a mum and you've got questions about your uh, responsibilities and rights, yes. and I do do it in that order as to your kids, yes. um, then sit down and talk to us and we'll see if we can help. And that project has grown so that it's now in um, all of the women's prisons in Arahata and Wellington, the Rimataka and Wellington, Christchurch Women's. We've yeah. got over 130 female volunteer lawyers from around the country who have mm. put their hand up to help. We've had over 330 mothers yeah. who've come through the project and have let us um, understand their circumstances and, mm. and what's going on with their kids. And we make a lot of calls to Oranga Tamariki and to caregivers just to get basic information from mums on how their kids are doing. Yeah. Um, are they, are they um, going to school? Do they have friends? And helping mums just understand Mm. Um, what's going on with right. their children? It's amazing. And those projects, yeah, those those projects actually, what they caused, Joe, was more and more New Zealanders consistent with that desire to want to help, mm. um, making contact, um, saying, you know, I what can I do? I really want to help in the community. Yes. And that led um, us at Who Did You Help Today um, to develop um, New Zealand's first home growing online yeah. digital platform called Help Tank. Amazing. Um, so you just go on to helptank.nz and if you're a community-based project, a not-for-profit, um, mm. a school <laughs> uh, that has a project you need some help with, there's some templates there which make it really easy for you to identify how you might be able to use a skilled volunteer mm. and then anyone in the community who's got some skills, they might be professional skills, they might be gardening skills, they might be yeah. you know, data processing, whatever it is. Um, you can go on to Help Tank, uh, register as a volunteer. You can search by uh, what are you interested in, kids, mental health, animals, climate, uh, what are you good at, yeah. what, what sort of skills do you have, and this platform just matches opportunities. You'll get a bunch of um, hits, um, potential matches, and yeah. if you like the look of one, you apply and away you go. We just connect you and you go and help that not-for-profit. Um, that, and that's going gangbusters, that mm -hmm. thing. We, uh, yeah. we love that one, yeah, as we do all of the projects. And the oh. help tank just keeps growing and growing and growing. That's amazing. And at this stage, um, I often ask the question, have you got any new exciting projects or innovations? But you've just given me about five. <laughs> do, you, do you have well, any? There's, there's, there's always growth in all of those things. So yes. this project, we've got some extensions to that, whereby we think we can, you know, um, provide some additional support mm. um, for women in prisons, which we'd like to do. We want to grow all these, you know, we'd like to get more and more homework help clubs around the country. Yeah. And, you know, help tank, um, you know, we've uh, we've already had hundreds and hundreds of volunteers and not-for-profits come on, hundreds of projects are listed there. So each one of those where there's a match where, you know, a uh, charity or a not-for-profit group that's trying to tackle really um, uh, challenging issues for us as a country when they can call on someone can help them with their brand or their mm. website design or help them with a funding application and that magic happens with those that person who wants to help and the yes. person who needs help gets together just more and more of that is the, the stuff that 
Absolutely, I love that. That's awesome. So, um, as we're reflecting on New Zealand's sort of 125 year anniversary of suffrage, what are your thoughts on the current status quo here in New Zealand and around the world for the life and opportunity of women and girls? Well, look, I think that um, this is a, in New Zealand, mm-hmm. um, relative to points in our past, um, this is a good time mm. um, to be a, a woman or girl. I mean, I, I think that um, notwithstanding that we still had you know, we have some really entrenched issues around gender, mm. you know, violence against women, um, discrimination against women, um, you know, inappropriate treatment of women. I get we've got all of those things. Yeah, but we are we are moving forward. So I think it is a, it is I feel mm. privileged to be in a position where I can work a professional job, run a bunch of um, really things that I love mm. in, in the community and connect with my community, raise my four children, um, and 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 feel um, that those things inspire and encourage me. But and this is a huge but. Yes. But I am fortunate because I think that I am still an exception. Right. And so notwithstanding that, you know, I think relative to other points in New Zealand's history, this is a good time. We still have a lot of work to do. Mm. And I think that there is a genuine desire to to move forward. But sometimes we can um, say, you know, there's the, the big feminist issues, the they were fought in the 60s or 70s and um, some issues were (laughs) but there's still a lot to tackle and so I just really feel strongly that um, while it's a good time and we should celebrate that Mm. because we are here on the shoulders of lots of wonderful men and women who have um, encouraged it we we can't stay still. We've got to keep reaching, yes. speaking out, calling out each other when we say or do things that are inappropriate, demanding more to keep in our country, our women and our children, mm. our children um, safe and respected and valued. Mm. Um, and and I think we need to remember too that New Zealand has been a flag bearer for some of these things absolutely. historically. Mm. Suffrage is an example, yes, right? Yes, absolutely. So let's share this stuff internationally. Let's um, not lose sight of our role in the in the broader um, world. Let's be outraged when uh, Boko Haram takes more girls mm, out of yeah. a Nigerian school. Mm. Let's respond to that. You know, those things that are, you know, um, are targeting uh, female rights to education and development in their communities. I mean, we we need to feel those things here mm. too, and not and not lose sight of our role in the world and our opportunity to show leadership. I Ab- think absolutely. Thank you so much for talking with me today, Stacey. You're just a, you're an inspiration to me. I have to say. Oh, that's very kind, Joe. Well, look, I think what you're doing here with this podcast. Is absolutely fantastic, and I'm sure that you are inspiring lots of women and girls in so doing, and guys who are a big part of what we're all trying <laughs> to achieve here too. So well done, and oh. thanks for the opportunity. Thanks so, so much.